get beheaded because you didn't take the mark of the beast? Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens. He's trying to alter our DNA by giving us vaccines. These elite Satanists are the psychoists. They preparing our bodies to accept the microchip. We even got liberals trying to become like Rambo. Going to Bass Pro, buying up the guns and ammo. Instead of sporting flannels, now they buying camos. If you don't think this is end times, just read the book of Daniel. COVID-19 got me Googling my next Ruger. And going to Target practice to become the best shooter. I'm questioning Sandy Hook and I'm a 9-11 truther. That's sick of getting duped by that goof, fantasy Cooper. What you think they're doing right now? They're testing us. These stimulus checks were distributed to invest in us. It's population control. They want less of us. They want to take out the weak and only keep the rest of us. I'm battle-tested. Like a barbarian, and I got the scars to prove it like a cesarean. I feel like I'm half white and I'm half Targaryen. The devil wants to kill me for the cross that I'm carrying. Can you imagine sitting in the park in the heat? Stomach empty, starving to eat. Palms are sweaty, heart starting to beat. About to get beheaded because you didn't take the mark of the beast? Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens. He's trying to alter our DNA by giving us vaccines. These elite Satanists are the psychoists. They preparing our bodies to accept the microchip. Can you imagine walking into a Wells Fargo? Not being able to withdraw money because you ain't got a barcode on your right hand or your forehead. If you don't take the mark of the beast, you're going to fall to the floor dead. Head cut off. Squirming, our own government acting like Nazi Germans. They want us to live in fear, filled with uncertainty. One world government under one currency. I can categorically say that this is end times. This virus is breaking us down, just like an enzyme. There's pedophiles, leaving men and women childrenless. These politicians are dummies, and the devil's a ventriloquist. All this evil stemming from Epstein's island. Gavin Newsom ain't your governor, he's a tyrant. He took away everything that makes us happy and vibrant and put a mask on us. To keep us silent Can you imagine sitting in the park in the heat Stomach empty, starving to eat Palms are sweaty, heart starting to beat About to get beheaded cause you didn't take the mark of the beast Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens He's trying to alter our DNA by giving us vaccines These elite Satanists are the psychoists They preparing our bodies to accept the microchip Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Josh and Jason Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast Show. I am your host, Josh Monday, and if you don't know me, I'm a Christian rapper, devoted husband, Army veteran, and father. And uh, if you guys could, please follow us on Instagram at Josh Monday Music and subscribe to our YouTube at Josh Monday Music and Podcast. Let me introduce you to my co-host. His name is Jason Monday. He's a, a Christian, a devoted husband, and father. What's up, Jason? Nothing much. Just, just, uh, just trying to get things settled in. And uh, we have a very special guest for you today. He's an awesome Bible researcher, author of Beyond Science Fiction, and he has a website called Echoes of Enoch. Jim Wilhelmsen. How you doing, Jim? I'm doing fine. Yeah, guys, we have a special, definitely a special show for you guys. And first off, Jim, uh, I'd like to thank you for your service. Uh, I see you have an Army hat, and uh, I'm Army as well, so I do appreciate your service. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. Thank you, too. No problem. And uh, thank you for also blazing a path for uh, our generation to follow with, uh, 
you know, with a lot of your research, man. When I when I listen to the podcast that you're on and some of your, I haven't got to read your book yet, but you definitely have some some interesting topics. Um, what what would you like to go over today, uh, uh, Pastor? I know that you have a lot of uh, different uh, plethora of knowledge. What would you like to go over today, Jim? Well, you know, one of the themes that I had in my book uh, that I wrote 25 years ago was that much of our Bible prophecy and end time events that we've been taught in a traditional sense. Um, you know, would be progressive in nature. And I said there were two things that are going to be an obstacle to understand fully what is going on in the world today. One of them was understanding the earth is hollow mm-hmm. and that there are actually entities living inside, physical entities. And the other was the <clears throat> fact that when we call it the Great Tribulation period, the tribulation has more to do than just the instability of earthly governments. It's literally the manipulation of space, time, and dimension, which mm-hmm. CERN is a, a central figure and part of. Mm. And um, in my book, I have all the biblical references and everything to show that this isn't just a, an idea, but this is sound doctrine from the scriptures. So it's interesting that two of the main theme topics now in almost every science fiction movie, uh, just countless uh, um, documentaries even. Um, I never thought I'd live to see today when a uh, mainstream, what I would call pretty much mainstream, uh, the Fall Brothers produced and, and put together the um, uh, the Hollow Earth Chronicles. Mm-hmm. I never thought that I would live to see the day when that would become almost a normal accepted part of, uh, of a Christian perspective or a biblical perspective. And yes. they really broke ground on that. And... Uh, so here we are. History is about to catch up with everything that I had prophetically mentioned in my book 25 years ago. I was the craziest kook in the world when I first came out with this stuff. I mean, people were laughing and, you know, didn't take me too serious. And um, nobody's laughing anymore. <laughs> well, for sure. I mean, uh, I've, I've you can actually go to because we did a Hollow Earth episode and we actually did. Oh, it was a two part series. But um when I was researching Hollow Earth, that's actually how I how I came apart from you know on some of your podcasts and and I kind of heard about you. But uh, there's a lot of pastors that actually start talking about it as well, and and on the pulpit. And you you know how some of the pastors on pulpits are they they try to stay away from stuff like that, you know. And uh, right. I I, I kind of pulled up a lot of pastors actually discussing it, which was really surprising to me. Um, I thought it was going to be more uh, secular. Uh, conspiracy people talking about it but there was a lot of of pastors actually talking about it so it was really interesting but yeah we dug into that as well and it's 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 yeah it's super interesting subject so um so uh pastor do you so the entities living in the in the hollow earth i've been studying uh a lot of different things and um i feel like because it does say that the nephilim were here on earth in uh you know before the flood after the flood and how to explain that these Nephilim survived would only be the fact that they either the devil told them, Hey, you guys got to make a boat too. Cause here comes the flood or they hid inside the earth. They are deep inside the earth. And if you, if you follow that too, a lot of them are buried in caves. If you find a lot of these bones and all these big, huge Nephilim, like giant bones, they're buried deep inside caves. How do I know that, they, <clears throat> like you said, CERN's involved in a lot of stuff. Like they're deep inside the earth right now. They're like, what, 17 miles down? That's pretty, 
that's pretty deep. And what are you doing over there? Like, why are you, what, 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 who would think of something like this to an event to slam particles together like that to, I don't know, maybe cut through a veil. I don't know. Maybe, maybe even, maybe even open the doors to hell. I don't know, but something's deep down there. They might be knocking on a door that they don't know what they're doing. Maybe they do know what they're doing, but I don't think they fully have the concept of what really a biblical spiritual, powerful type of thing can do to the human race or anything, because they think like, Hey, science let's go past this uh let's go past this door let's go past this let's, let's make science better let's make it uh let's make it more more better for humans let's make it more uh more convenient for people and what they're doing right now is like they're it's kind of like when babylon was being built and the languages weren't weren't confounded and now we still have one language which is the internet that's the, and and the computers we have one language through that stuff and it makes us way smarter too smart for our good and now we're building things that we shouldn't be building and i think you know when god you know god can't be surprised he's not uh he's never surprised and he can't lie so right now he's like he's probably looking at it like well all right man you guys are you guys are going back to where we used to be okay well, let's do this then yeah go ahead so well, i think you i think you nailed it uh when you said that they're actually they're like they're like a bunch of kids beating a hornet's nest with a stick expecting something great to happen and <laughs> you know it's it's just like why would they do it well be, you know and if you ask them they said well because we can't and yeah. it goes right back to uh the dialogue in genesis uh 10 about the uh, whole babylon incident that Tower of um, Babel. anything they imagine to do they will do so that's you know a scientist imagines well you know we can do this well let's do it because we can't it doesn't yes. matter what the, the potential outcome might be they just they're they're curious and so they're going to do it to find out and what they don't realize is they're just coming back full circle from genesis 6 um just as in the days of uh noah social coming of the sun man be we're just coming back to the same godlike qualities in uh of technology and we've been warned about it in the bible and if we mm -hmm. let the bible interpret itself by itself you know there's Whenever the narration is discussed about uh, Genesis 6 and the flood, there's one group of people that are never mentioned. And this is essential to really understand who are the Nephilim, why did they go into the earth, um, because they were already there. Mm. They've been there for centuries. Yeah. Um, the thing is, you never hear about the Gabor, the mighty men of renown. Now, I've had um, my friend... Uh, Dr. Mike Heiser, um, I had him check some of my um, Hebrew to make sure that, you know, that everything, you know, all my jot and tittles and everything was, you know, proper and everything. And he said, well, you know, it is Jim, but, and then he doesn't necessarily agree with my conclusions, but he <laughs> did say that the Hebrew was in line properly and I didn't misidentify anything. So that was good enough for me. Yes, um, I like I love Mike. He's an awesome brother in the Lord. Um, probably the one of five top most experts on ancient Hebrew. He's one of the only people that can read ancient archaic and. Uh, can, can I ask you, Jim, a question? Yeah. Quick? Um, this is this is what I've learned, too. That's this is what the rabbis, the rabbinical people were teaching back then. These were their. if you read the book, right. I know the book right. will not be. Uh, won't be uh ever they won't ever want to put it in the 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 same context with the bible but if you look at it 
The Hebrew is the same. The, the way they talked was the same. The way, yep. they, the way they talked about the uh, Nephilim was all, was all the same. And if you think about it, I don't think the reason why they were mentioned too much in the Bible is because they didn't need to be mentioned. The people that God was writing to back then. It was they common knowledge. Right. Yeah, yeah. They knew what they were. They knew I, what I, I wished I could show you my museum. I've got a skeleton of a pre-flood giant, 30, 30 foot tall. Then mm. I've got a, a sculpt or uh, one represents the post-flood giants, which were average about seven, seven foot tall. Uh-huh. Then I've got a normal and I'm stretching this because a normal female back in those days would only be like five foot three or four. But I'm, I have a skeleton of a six foot woman. And so when you see those and you see the different ideas that were there, that um, one of them that, you know, that the these sons of God or the giants or whatever uh, had cohabited with human women and produced uh, giants. Well, when you look at a 30 foot tall giant and then you look at a six <laughs> foot tall woman. Yes. You, you have a genital that's going to be that big. And how does it it doesn't even work. It yeah. just doesn't pan out. The other thing, you know, we're so touchy feely about race anymore that, you know, I've been called a racist for taking a position. I'm sorry. This, these are cold, hard facts. Now they've said that um, the other idea was that uh, the sons of God married the daughters of women uh, and they produced giants. Yeah. Okay. In the, in the pre-flood world, the only fossilized giants we have are the 30 foot tall giants. They're all single male. I mean, they're all they're all males. They're all fully adults. Mm. If the other was theory was right, then we should expect to find adolescent baby giants all the way up through a progression of life. We don't have that. All we have are male Caucasian giants, and that's mm. where it gets all touchy feely. The, so the Nordics, yeah. Uh, well, okay. basically, that would be it. Yes. Now, okay. when you look at the narration and when Cain killed Abel, Cain was sentenced to wander in the land of Nod, east of Eden, People were there. and be hidden in the earth so that he wouldn't be uh, <laughs> destroyed. And some kind of a mark or sign was given to him. Now, when you, you look at it, what this mark or sign would be, the consistency in the, in the Hebrew words there is that there's a supernatural empowerment, something that was given to him that others didn't have yeah. so here you have this person who lines up completely with all of the attributes of the post-blood patriarchs of the three races of japheth yep japheth and, and cain's Am. descendants after he killed abel it says that sin had permeated his very essence after that point before that he could have been accepted had he been obedient to the lord yeah. He didn't, and sin was crouching to just literally impermeate him. So and after him that, he said, "Sin knocks on your door, man. Right now, man, and yep. you're uh, what this is like. I like the part basically, says, you're you're unredeemable after yeah. now, what you did. You are unredeemable. Can and I not accept you? If you do well. Exactly. <laughs> and so and so, when you understand Helena Blavatsky's um, whole idea of theosophy, the yes. very foundation of the New Age movement, the very foundation of uh, uh, Hitler's regime. You see that it segues. They're looking at the one event from a total opposite side, but they're explaining something that has an element of truth to it. 
And so this whole idea of the Aryan race and Nordic, uh, you know, master race and everything and then an impure surface dwelling group and that would eventually encounter a pure group in the earth is part of uh, Nazi, ide Nazi ideology based on Holino Blavatsky's writings. It's so it all ties in when you see the biblical narrative that, oh my gosh, these are the descendants of Cain. After he killed Abel, they are unredeemable. They're inside a, the earth. They've been it was a bloodline. Yes. It was a bloodline uh, problem. That's why God said, Joshua, you must kill every woman, children, man of this tribe. Absolutely. Because obviously, you so, see a bloodline problem. You see something that, that's, that's not right in there. And how do I know that this bloodline, just like you said, pre-flood was 30 feet. And then after that, because Moses, uh, Moses defeated the king of the Og, the king of Bushan, he was his bed was thirteen feet long. That's a big yeah. bed he for was a guy. A very big a guy. And then it was the six feet, six feet wide too, bro. Yeah, six so feet wide and thirteen like feet long. Pretty big dude, man. And I want to ask you, like, like, and like when he sends those twelve guys out there, and Joshua and Caleb come back, and they, it, all the other rest are like, dude, they're like, we're like grasshoppers to them, dude. We're not going out there fighting these guys. And God says, okay, well, then you guys, you guys are going to wander. But these two guys right here, the ones that had faith in me, Joshua and Caleb, they're going to they're gonna yep. rise up. And they went through the ranks quickly, man. And they just started, they were very successful in what they were doing. But Joshua could not defeat the rest of that bloodline. That bloodline still stayed through. And that's and it, how I think it just carries on. Well, it, it, it escaped. It tells you where it escaped. They escaped into Ashkelon. That was one of the five cities uh, in Philistia. The Philistines. Yes, the Philistines. Yeah. I love the way God uses word pictures to simplify things. Now, he warned um, in, in the narration here during the time of um, just before prior to the captivity, he warned Israel that um, they were going to be taken over. And so I, you know, it, it, the, remember when they stole the ark from the Philistines? Uh, yes. You know, yeah. uh, the Philistines stole the ark. Well, the thing is that the major tribe that they were fighting was the tribe of Dan. Mm. And so it was more or less like Dan's, almost like Dan's fault that they had, you know, been defeated. And uh, when they were even carrying the ark, it started to slip. And one of the Levite priests went to hold it and he was struck dead. Mm. Well, the Philistines went in and just grabbed the thing and took it away from them, put <laughs> it in their temple, you know, and, and in of Dagon. And the first night uh, when they woke up, the statue was had fallen on the ground before the ark of the covenant mm. so they picked it back up the next day the same thing happened only this time dagon's head was chopped off and so they said hey you guys come and get your god in the box we don't want him anymore you know <laughs> get him out of here just take him but they were still <laughs> gloating that they had you know that we had defeated you what what almost killed you we had so much power we could take it away from you and we mm. didn't nothing happened to us so in this narration, they sent um, Isaiah to go and prophesy against the Philistines. And he said that in the, you know, in the latter days, because you have done this, um, and, and the, the scripture there, uh, it says it's in Isaiah 14. I'm looking for my book. I have one that's marked and highlighted, and I don't have it here. Sorry, guys. It's, it's okay. <laughs> I, have to go uh... on, I have to go on memory, but... But the thing is, he said that now in the latter days, uh, there will be this fiery flying servant that's plucked up by the roots. And, and it, it's kind of vague in the, in the King James Version. But when you look at all the Hebrew narration, it's actually saying that there's going to come a time and a day 
when from the tribe, the tribe of Dan will pluck up from your root mm. a shell for the serpent to hide in. Oh, now, wow. When you, when you That's look, interesting. When, when you look at the symbols for each group, yeah. it tells a picture. The symbol for the symbol for uh, the tribe of Dan went through a kind of a three different changes, but it ended up being the eagle, which was the natural enemy of the serpent, <laughs> and that's why they changed it. So, the, when you see the eagle, and then guess what the symbol was for the Philistines? They originally came from the a, Crete, a dragon from the Minoans. No. Oh, okay, I was just thinking of China. Uh, Sorry, I'm thinking that word yeah. tribe of Dan would be America. No, no. He's talking about the Philistines. Okay. We need the twilight. We need the Twilight Zone music in the background for this one. <laughs> it is the swastika. Oh. Okay. So I should have known that. When you we're see about when you see the eagle and the swastika come together, know that in this time they're going to do genetic manipulation. Ah. Uh. And they're going to actually have the knowledge to span space and time. Isn't that when? Isn't that when? Uh, isn't that the sign for Hitler? When the, well, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. what he's talking about. <laughs> the Third Reich. Right, that, and, that, that's yeah. it. So when we have rumors of the Diglocka, a time traveling machine that the Nazis had developed, when we mm. hear rumors that you know that they were uh, with Mengla and different ones, you know, crossbreeding, interbreeding, trying to create this new Uberman, the Master Race. Um, this wasn't all fictional stuff. This was stark, cold, hard reality. The Third Reich was prophesied in the Bible. They would mm. be the government that would bring back the world before the flood. Ah. And they looked at it as Atlantis and the Atlanteans. But again, they're looking at it from one side, from Helena Babaski's perspective. And yes. We're looking at it from a biblical narration, only the biblical narration. We've got all the conspiracy people now that have realized, oh, my gosh, these things, Operation Paperclip, all this stuff was really real. Yeah. But the biblical narration is the only thing. That gives clarity and balance to the whole story to enable us to see what the heck is really going on when the final invasion um on, upon israel uh happens the river euphrates is supposed to dry up and it crosses the you know two million two hundred million chinese mm. i got good news for the chinese in uh joel third chapter the narration there says this is a great mighty congregation of people that have never been before and will never be again they fall upon a sword and are not wounded um it, it says that it, it kind of gives like a bad weather forecast. It says this is a day of uh, dark clouds, of drooping clouds. It sounds like a bad weather forecast. You go back to the original Hebrew there, and it says this is a day of practiced magic, the day mm. of lowering of high things. Wow. So this is, we're talking technology. We're talking about stuff that manipulates the human genome and also manipulates space and time. Exactly what we're faced with right now. Wow. And this is stuff that, this is stuff That's so that interesting. They, uh, this is the things in in, in uh, pre-flood that were going on too. Exactly, the was messing with DNA, right? And because he knew that the bloodline was going to come from a human that was going to be uh, the the so, like he says, he's going to stomp on the serpent's head so, and it's going to mm. bruise his heel. It's going to bruise his head. So the devil already the devil knows the scripture better than all of us. Yeah, he knows it better inside and out. And he had four hundred years to lay down the minefields for for. Can you imagine he was only eight people short of uh, of accomplishing that before the flood? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Noah and his family. You know, man, that's I so mean, interesting. Like he got pretty close to it. Yeah. So, yeah. Again, he thinks, you know, he's deluded. He's insane. And he thinks he's going to beat God his own game by doing everything the same but opposite. Yeah. And so this is a pattern that has gone all throughout, you know, our history. But the interesting thing is that um, 
a guy named H.M. Howe, a Christian theologian back in 1895, wrote a book called The Cosmic Problem Solved. He had the biblical narration of a hollow earth all figured out even back then. And he was saying that, that um, almost prophesying that major events are going to happen in the Antarctic, not in the Middle East. Wow. Because he was saying that Eden is actually inside the earth. Wow. And yeah, that's a chasm. There it is. Upper chamber and the lower chamber there with a is. chasm dividing the two. Yes. That chasm happens to be on the 33.3 degree line, which, you know, <laughs> most people know and have an understanding that that gets into a lot of deep involved things. Yes. But it talks Cult. about in Job, it talks about dangling doors that are sometimes open, sometimes closed. Now, what is on the 33.3 degree angle? The devil's triangle. What mm. happens there? Sometimes there's a door or portal that's open, and then sometimes it's closed. On the other side of the world, if you if you went directly on the opposite side from where that devil's triangle is, you have the uh, the uh, the dragon's uh, the devil's sea. Mm. And there, off the coast of Japan, you have the same thing. Sometimes people and planes and boats disappear, and sometimes they don't. Mm. So, I mean, all the things that we're seeing today are in the scriptures but they're misidentified because we don't understand the hollow earth we don't understand um the physics or the mechanics of the hollow earth we people say hollow earth and they think okay if you float into the opening in the north pole what do you just pump fall down and you know in the middle no it there's there's a central sun suspended you know and i've got i've got models we've got toys of how positive and negative can float a ball just yeah, because the magnetic field. Right. Uh -huh. So this is what we've got inside the Earth. Why? Because on the outside, we have gravity pushing against the Earth. On the inside, we have it pushing out. So it creates an equilibrium so that you can sail like, um, oh, I forgot his name in The Smoky God. The guy and his son actually sailed inside, and he... he describes exactly what Admiral Byrd did in his first flight into the Antarctic. I mean, yeah. to the Arctic. Um, all of a sudden, he realizes, hey, where? what happened to the sun? How come everything is all, you know, kind of fuzzy and cloudy? And all mm. of a sudden, he sees palm trees, and he sees a woolly mammoth, and he's kind of freaking out, like, what is going on here? Um, Didn't Admiral Byrd describe seeing a, a woolly mammoth as well? Yes, or, he did. Yeah. yeah. Now, so, okay. Now, I... I I have a question for you, real quick. Uh, did you want? You can keep going, Jimmy, if you want. But uh, keep in mind, I like Job seven uh, when when Satan was talking to God. You know, when he was in front of God, he he answered to him and said he's going, uh, going to and fro in the earth. How <laughs> yes. come all the other translations don't say in the earth? It's crazy. It's almost like all the other translations didn't want to want to say that or something. I don't know. Exactly, um, you, you got it. That's what it is too. They did it to them. You know. We've been taught by scientists. You yeah, know, there's they want to match science. And there's a mantle and all of this stuff, and and I find it amazing that even other Christians, when they say that, that's not hollow. How that's insane. That's crazy. I said, <laughs> you know, do you realize that you're taking the word of scientists that say that we came from a monkey? Yes. So if they're goofed up there, why do you? How can you even think that they're telling you the truth on this when they like, don't know? The yeah. fact is, we've never gone into the mantle. We've only gone through the crust. We don't know what's beyond that because we've no. never had anything to go that deep. We can't get there. Even Russia, they went, I think Russia exactly. went, 
a certain amount, and then their their machine melted, so they couldn't make it. Right. So um, right. it's just a you theory. Know, there's, that myth, there's that myth that they had uh, gone through and they heard screams and yells and you know like hell. Yeah. That was actually faked. Even Seven Hundred Club. Uh, capitulated on that years ago when they said, you know, we broadcasted this. We're sorry. Uh, please forgive us. We've done further research. This was all faked out. Yes. So, you know, it's pretty much, you know, they know they didn't find hell. I mean, it's there, <laughs> but they didn't find it because we've never even dug that deep. We don't yes. know. And then Christians need to realize that Jesus Christ, um, you know, after he was crucified, uh, he went, he descended, right? Yes. Descended yes. into the earth and then ascended to the heavens. So he descended first, right, to Abraham's bosom, right? So, um, yeah. like Ephesians four seven. Paradise. That's paradise down there. Uh, Ephesians, know, yes. One side's uh, paradise, and the other side was yeah. Which I screamed for water. Can I get some water? And they're like, mm, yep. sorry, buddy. Can't yeah, help dude. Um, so Ephesians four uh, verses seven through ten. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Whereof he saith. Uh, when he ascended up on high, he led captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? That he descended in his same also and ascended up from above all heavens that he might fill all things. So Christians, for some reason, a lot of Christians, they, they want to try, they, they, they try to filter uh, our Bible theology through science you know what i mean what we should really do is take science and filter it through bible filter through the bible yes exactly and it's it's crazy that that and then dude if you mention certain things to people that that you're reading from the scripture just like i read that right there if i'm talking to a person that is already been through college and they're already indoctrinated by science and then i tell him hey this is what the bible says even though they're christian they're gonna, no there's no way he descended into the earth because it's all filled with magna and there's no way but all that all that is that science are telling us like you said it's just a theory because they don't yes. know either they've only been a certain amount uh, far you know far down into the earth for them to even so it's also a theory so it's kind of interesting that's why, that's why also in job that's why i like i think it's job 28 he's, he's, he tells me he's like hey he's like you know what stand up guys tell me where you were at when i when i when i ran this when i made this earth when i when i bound palladies exactly. together can you unwind orion's belt Yep. Yep. Come on. Any one of you guys got it? Stand up and say something. Get the get get your gird your loins, boys, and, and tell me what's going on. And, and and shut me up, basically. And they're like just just quiet. And he's like because you don't know. And there are some things that we shouldn't know because we're not made to go that far and be that smart. We shouldn't do that. We should be worshiping. We should be paying attention to uh, uh, loving God with all our mind, body, and soul, not trying to figure out why we tick. You know, that, that that's, we're here. That's it. Enjoy your life and, and study the word, meditate on it and really get to know your God because this is really the truth. I, I when I was younger, I would hated it. They did doing Bible studies with my dad or and I was like, man, be quiet. I don't want to hear about this stuff. Um, and then I was going to ask, I was going to ask both of you guys, like Jim, when, when you were like, when I was a kid, before I got indoctrinated with anything from science and I, and I, and my dad was teaching us the Bible, I always believed that heaven was up and hell was below us. Like I always thought that naturally, you know, like without getting right. indoctrinated by anybody. Yep. So that's just the way I felt naturally. 
without even um, having anybody tell me anything. It's just so, I mean, if, if we kind of look at that, like Jesus says that we need to worship as like a, a child and be innocent as a child, then, then you start getting indoctrinated as you, as you go by all these different things. And well, then, do you know why he says that? Because a child is still, his mind is, is still there. Like when you tell him, Hey, Santa Claus is real. <gasps> really? He brings me gifts. And, and, and they believe Easter bunny is real. They believe that because they believe you. They, they, they know dad. Dad would never lie to me. And they find out that Santa Claus isn't real. Easter Bunny isn't real. When you try to explain to them that Jesus Christ and God is real, they're like, you lied to me about Santa, Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy. Why would you want me? Why am I going to believe you about this now, dad? Well, that was Satan's biggest trick, too. That's why yes. he used the counterparts like that. And the thing is that like, fortunately, I was a Christian before I had any children. And so mm -hmm. I taught my kids right from the beginning uh, at Christmas, we'd have a birthday cake for Jesus. Yes, um, that's my dad, too. Um, Same thing. You know, and, and so they were trained up that way so that when they got older, all the kids came running to them. Now I told them, I said, now the kids are going to believe in the Santa Claus and all this other crap. Don't don't destroy it for them. They're going to know eventually that, you know, that it was a lie. But don't spoil it for them. Don't, you know, don't be the object of tearing down there things that you're probably only going to get punched out or something if it's a big guy <laughs> that you're trying to talk to. So just let it go. And they did. And what ended up happening when they were in teenagers, you know, about the time when kids realized that it wasn't true, they come running to my kids asking them, what's, you know, what do you think? How come this? How come that? And he, they were able to unwind everything and help them see past the deception. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and it helps. So I think that's where the promise that says to train up a child in the way he shall go. And when he's old, he won't depart. So that was, that was what we did with, with the kids. We didn't de deprive them from the celebrations of Easter and Easter egg hunts or anything, but we would biblicalize it, put it more mm -hmm. in a proper perspective, teach them the paganistic aspects of it. And again, yeah. a lot of that is just God uh, or Satan rather taking and twisting some of our American culture and making it look demonic right from the start. It wasn't, mm -hmm. um, you know, even the whole idea of Easter and the logs and everything, there was a Christianized version of all of this stuff that was rather innocent. Um, but well, God doesn't Satan want you is... to spiritually fornicate, though, either. He doesn't want right. you going across just because it's July or, or December. Right, right. Yeah. If you go back in history and you learn that stuff, you, you, when you, when you. It was Nimrod's birthday, bro. That's. Yes, no that's... Said, yeah, well, and it's, and I taught my kids the, the thing. I said, well, you know, Jesus wasn't really born, you know, on December 25th. This Perfect. was the darkest I'm glad you said hour. That. Of the if year. you do your studies, I think yeah. he was born in September around there because if you look at it, the flock, the the, herd, the herdsmen didn't they didn't stay out they uh, eat, at yeah. night during that uh, during December uh, 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 that time because it was too cold. So yeah. cut, October they stopped staying out at night. They went tend the flocks at night. So right. you have to think it's a little bit before that cold. And then the actual priests that were in the uh, in the um, in the the priests that were working at that time. There were certain people that were born. I think it was born in those months. They had to work those months. I think it was. I don't know if it was James or somebody was in, and he was born in in September, and he had to work that month of September. I was. Is that how it goes? I think that's how it goes. Yeah, there's several different internal evidences of of the time, and uh, the other thing that's always consistent is whenever God does something that is on a global impact, He always does it according to the feasts. There's seven feasts. He yes. always does everything on a festival of the feast. So knowing even that Jesus, even Jesus's even Jesus's uh, death was on 
the it was the next day was like the feast of Pentecost, was it, or or was it? I can't remember which one it was. Um, but the next day was good. That's why they wanted to get them out of there and get them get them done with, to so that they didn't have a big old uprising during the during the during the big feast of the year. Right, and of course, you know that we know the narration on that one. He's gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, all, the Bible is the only thing if you allow it to interpret itself by itself, that is going to get clarity on all of the myths, legends, and, and, and whatnot. So, you know, the thing is that all the recent activity, you know, when Obama was president, all of a sudden, all these dignitaries, um, the head of the um, Russian Orthodox Church, I mean, everybody's going to the Antarctic. Why mm, are they going to, yes. feed, to feed the penguins? I the mean, Pope as well. Going there? The Pope yeah, as the well. Pope the Pope too. went, yeah. um, Obama. So... Yeah, that's 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 kind of where where I was gonna ask you too. Uh, Antarctic uh, Treaty, you know, that came into effect. You know, uh, Admiral Byrd was like a, a a big push for the for the treaty. Uh, it was interesting because his his uh, brother Harry uh, Byrd was a senator, and he actually voted against it because Admiral Byrd had passed away, and then three years later they passed the Antarctic Treaty. But his his brother actually voted against it, which was interesting, you know. So I don't know what he knew, but um. I was going to well, ask if you, you look, if, if you think about well, it, uh, well, Christianity or what, when the, the worship, the way, like, like you said, Cain and Abel, Cain, Cain wanted man-made religion. Abel wanted to have faith and, and, and sacrifice the way God, God, God asked. He was going the way that he had faith and, and, and believed that once, if he did this, God would, he's not going to forgive him of his sins. He's going to cut, it's going to cover his sins. It's going to, this is what you do. You know, and the act of the sacrifice was violent. It was, it was very, uh, if you saw it, it was very, the blood everywhere. It was, it was to show you that you, you know, sin is not the, not good and God hates it. And then when you learn to hate sin, like he does, you'll, you'll be a better person for it. But that, that, uh, if you think that God's version of how you're supposed to worship him and the devil's version, of how you're supposed to worship him. If you don't think that they didn't go along and, and, and you, if you don't think that like the, like Moloch, you know, like Balaam, if you don't think that those religions went on the same as ours or not religion, but the same as our faith, you're oh, crazy. You're, oh, you're talking you're about those things moved on. They went there. They are still here. And if I, if you say that they went to, I didn't know that they went to the Antarctic like that. How do I know if, if, if a giant came out of the earth and I didn't, and he was, he was 20 feet tall and he lives in the Antarctic or whatever it is. And he told me you have to come and, and, and he, that he, he knows a lot of, he's very technologically sound. They're, they're the smartest things in the world. They're, they're way. And wouldn't you worship that thing? If you were, if you weren't really biblically sound, you would worship this thing. You're like, man, this, this is, this is our God. And he's telling you, you come worship us. You got to do what we got to do. Or we're going to just wipe you out anyways. But I think when they do reappear in that sense, they're going to come with science and technology. That is the unchallenged uh, religion of most people. Now, if they can show you, science and technology, um, you're going to follow them to wherever they go, especially when the idea that ascension, you know, you can become your own God. You're no longer accountable to God, who is the oppressor, trying to keep you down because he doesn't want competition. Which but is Gnostic. Now, yeah. We, uh, and Very that's Gnostic. The spin, that's the spin that is prevailing, you know, in this crazy mad world today. Wow. Um, and, you know, they're they're going to confuse everything to make good bad and bad good. Yes. And so the reason why Marvel Comics has all these, you know, superheroes and everything, there's going to be a time when the manifestation of the sons of God, having all the power that God has given, because Satan is throwing everything at us, he's going to give us all the gifts 
to use supernaturally against him to bring the people to awareness of a living God that is still working mighty miracles. Yes. So um, Marvel Comics explains all of it away. Matter of fact, it says, oh, see, they're the, they're the Nephilim. They're the, the, the hybrids. They're the ones that are doing all this. They're really the bad people. So, I mean, you know, everything's the same but opposite. So it's, it's really, it's totally insane. But even the uh, uh, Marvin, kind of even Marvel is kind of indoctrinating you to believe as a young kid. Cause when I was young, I was into comics. I'm still am like I, I the, but I, I know how to discern the difference between reality and, and what they're trying to push on you. Well, look so who owns it now. Hold on, Jay. Yeah, yeah. Look who owns it now. Okay, so Disney <laughs> takes over. So look at uh, Jim. If you, Pastor Jim, if you look at who they're trying to put out now, their next person that they took is Loki. 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 And Loki we, is supposed to be. Done a, <laughs> I'm sorry. I've I'm done sorry. A, I've done a podcast series since the first one came out. Yes. I've had. I've got about seven different podcasts on Loki. We've been following wow. every way until the last one, which was last Wednesday. You got to uh, send the me the link to your podcast, man. I want to listen to those. Yeah, okay. Um, Please. Uh, well, I'm on Facebook. That's the only venue I have anymore since they banned me from um, uh, YouTube. Ah. Uh, I was I was one of the first to go in 2011. They, wow. Uh, they banned me, and uh, they most of it was on all of the material that I had on Hitler was hate speech. I had <laughs> other people say, well, Jim, go through the, the um, process because it might be just a, a logarithm you know, Hitler flag algorithm or something, year, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I did, and they said, no, your, um, your material is inappropriate for youth to, uh, watch. Oh, so they can watch porn, but it's, it's, but or what about, what about what was, what about that video <laughs> WAP? You know, which is like, uh, it's like, yeah. it's so yeah. disgusting, man. It's like, it's like my, my goodness, but they, they, they let that thing played a, a billion times. No problem. But you know, and you know, Disney used to be during the war. Disney did uh, some pretty powerful anti uh, propaganda against Hitler, against the the Nazis, the Japanese for what they were doing. But Walt and, Disney was anti-Semite. Well, here here's here's the crazy thing. Uh, whatever he was before, he looked at the occult almost like a childlike innocence, you know, yeah. just magical, mystical. After the war, guess who became his best buddy? Warner von Braun. You got it. And, he, <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, when they come over, the paperclip scientists come over with their occult-based beliefs in science and technology that produced new things, yep. all of a sudden that caused us to rethink everything. They infiltrated us and converted us from within. Stanley, Stanley Kubrick as well. Those three were all like a three peas in a pod, all hanging out. And, you know, his uh, 2001 Space Odyssey is all cultists, you know, so – um, those are the three guys hanging out. I mean, he I say a lot of videos with them. Elon that goes that, that that basically goes to Mars. That, that's weirder to me that now he's now that name is here today, and well, he's all up on the Mars missions, and he's all up going to space, and all these rich guys want to go to space. Like I just saw that guy from Virgin, uh, Virgin, whatever. He's he, like, it's my dream to be. In he's space. not even in space. And the girls next to him are just going, <laughs> wee, dude. Wee. You can in my entry the world out there. They don't even care. We in Wee! my in my museum I in my museum I dress the whole idea of a secret space program. I actually have scripture to confirm the realities of that. Um, I also have scripture to show that there would be one individual that we'd be called to put a stop to it. Mm. Um, the fact is that we're already on Mars. Um, 
when Operation Paperclip, when all these scientists came over, they kept the they kept America occupied with the least um, cutting edge technologies they had, and that was rockets going to the moon. And they kept us preoccupied with that. At the same time, they had Hanabu saucers uh, at a base 211 in the Antarctic, where they made a connection and Which alliance is with Nazi base, right? The Earth. Yeah, the Nazi base. Yes. And so while they're busy doing that, we're not paying attention to the fact that Hanabu's left in 1945 the Antarctic and went to the moon, the dark side of the moon, and they formed a colony. From there, they went to Mars. From Mars, now the elite in league with them, you follow the money. Yeah. Follow money trails. You find out that everybody that supported the, the um, Nazi regime is now supporting the United Nations <laughs> because the United Nations is just a, social, a global socialist uh, agenda. Whether you, you know, you want like a guy holding two ice cream cones, how do you like your socialism? You want national socialism, communist socialism, because one way or another, you're getting socialism and they don't care either. This is where it do, even goes to ideas do, like uh, George Soros. Jim, George Soros was a prodigy. Yeah. Jim, do you believe that? Um, oh, oh, I was going to say because uh, you were talking about how, how uh, Werner von Braun and, and Walt Disney became really good friends. But if you and, and, and look at, they were they were taught how to in, how to actually brainwash people and to sure. make them like and, and and to alter their their perception of reality. So now, I I have been studying about this guy called Yuri Bezmenov. I still look. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but I still I still look him up, and I still read it. And he's a ex KGB, and he's talking about in the eighties about subverting countries of going over there. And especially America, because they are they are they are a an outlet. We have open borders. You can bring in whoever you want. You could have a Marxist Leninist group start it in America. You could have it, and it's legal. It's perfectly legal to do this. And you can say whatever you want. You can start to you know indoctrinate people, and 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 it doesn't take very long to erase history out of a, a couple generations. So if you just change the history a little bit out of the generations, they don't even. Now, now slavery is, is blamed on a certain different people. Now, now other stuff is now in a couple of years, maybe 20 years from now, they're like, Hitler was a great man. He wasn't, he didn't murder all these people. He was doing this, this, and this, and this, and this. And people will believe that because they don't know what the history was really about. You know, about 10 years ago, there was a, a, a Jewish writer. Uh, he wrote a book. I can't think of the name of it now, but he wrote a book and he was, he, he was, postulating the idea of ascension or the possibility that uh that a person who was maybe in his first time on earth could have been a, a very vile violent person could work out his karma and come back as an avatar one who is an ascended master and uh. actually endow people with enlightenment you know what he's he you know what he used as a figurehead adolf hitler you know what ended up becoming a popular uh, uh, one of the greatest sellers in in Israel at that time was his book. Wow. Now, you know, we were warned that in the last days, you know, Israel would be in its worst apostate position, which they are right now. People have always accused me, Jim, how can you be so naive? Look at the way the Jews treat even Christians over there. They're you know, they despise them, especially the ultra orthodox. And I said, yeah, I understand it. That was predicted by Jesus. He said that I come in mine in my father's name and you reject, but another shall come in his own name and you and he Except. it'll he be he that you follow. So, I, so said, you know, I don't I, I, I don't follow this. Israel. I, I don't I don't support Israel 
for who they are now or who they were, but who they're going to be. Because when I look in Zechariah 15th chapter, I see that there's coming a day when the entire nation of Israel is going to repent because they look upon the skies and they see the one whom they have pierced and they mourn mm. as, a, uh, as one would mourn for his only begotten. Yes, now, amen. That is in reference of a national repentance where, where all of Israel finds out that their Messiah was Jesus Christ all along. And imagine so, how, oh, I imagine how bad. That. I look at, I, I've, I've, I've been studying and I've learned it this way that, that like he says, they were a, they're a stiff neck people, man. And when they, and when they find out that, cause look at this way, if they usually, yeah. the, they usually don't get it the first time around, they get it the second time around. So the yeah. first time around was the Messiah. So if the antichrist comes, they're going to think, oh, this is the well, it's a false messiah. There's a false messiah coming that they're going to believe, know, and then the antichrist would be after him. Know, but. but if you look at it this way, Christ, 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 Christ. If you look at the Catholic religion, they don't say Jesus Christ very much in the Catechism of Trent. It's always just Christ, 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 Christ. So when you when you're indoctrinated just to hear the word Christ, 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 this guy's going to come through and be like, I'm Christ. You know, I'm Christ. But he doesn't use the anti in front of it. Well, so, say, I am the Christ consciousness. Yes, you know, and you're going to believe, <laughs> and most of these people are going to be like, you're stupid. This well, is see, you know, the average, how magical he is. He's, he's, the, he's average person, the average person thinks that Jesus is his first name and Christ is his last name. He's part of the Christ family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jesus was his name. Christ was his position, yes. the Messiah. That's yes. all Christ means, is the Messiah. So, yeah, it's, it's, you know, Satan is slick, man. He, and we're so dumb. We can so be easily persuaded yes. um even the whole idea that man is basically evil is not that man is basically evil it's man is basically naive yeah. yes. but unfortunately the catholic church and other religions that don't aren't connected to the mind and heart of christ all they see is a god up there with a a, a stick and a lightning bolt he's gonna bad, bad, whack, bad, bad, bad. Yeah. whack you or zap you and yeah. yes. it's like no he is so forbearing that he loved us even while we were totally hating him he willingly died for us now he's everything he does he does in love yeah reach out to us we're Even saved by wrath, grace was, yeah. we're saved everybody by grace through faith so that no man shall me. boast you know so yeah that's true brother everybody by grace me, like hey man you got to read the, the new testament read the new testament i was like bro you have to read the whole thing amen how much he did love you and how holy he is because god hates sin and it is not negotiable non-negotiable he's not going to be like oh you know what yeah you can do that no it's disgusting to him and when we think that we when we believe in vain it's even more worse than that like we we just we are intentively evil at heart but once we find god and really 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 you know diligent in our studies he's going to reward you and he shows you and and every ever since i started doing this all over again like reading the bible now that i do it i don't i don't try to interpret it my way i interpret it the way god has intended it to be interpreted because yeah. if you interpret it your way you're just like yeah well this is how i think about it and that's how it is it's like now you're just trying to make your own religion because you're trying to base your 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 thoughts off of a few verses in the bible there isn't one verse in the bible there's like 33,000 verses in the Bible that, that, uh, <laughs> uh, that will, you know what I mean? That, yeah. will, that, that you, you should apply to your life, not just one verse. Well, also, 
also, also, it's crazy because there's going to be a verse in the Old Testament that you can connect with the verse in the New Testament, and there's, there's all different things are going to connect. And if they're not reading the, if they don't have a foundation from the Old Testament, they're not even going to understand the New Testament or or what you know why God even brought Jesus. You know, so well because the the Gentiles we seek knowledge, and the Jews they they needed signs, and and that's that that's the and when it comes down to it, also that the the um. The, the Jewish people, they, 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 they just, they like, like, like I say, the new Testament isn't even sold. It's not even allowed to, you can't even have the new Testament in Israel. It's not even, it's not even given out to you. You know, you're, 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 you're not even allowed to, to learn that Isaiah 53. I think it is like, they don't even read that verse in the, in the they skip over that because yeah. they know when they Isaiah read that 53. Verse, it describes what they did to, a, <laughs> yeah. to a Jesus. Like, mm, 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 mm. You can go to Israel. I'm sorry. You know, the, the thing is that, that the Old Testament is a New Testament concealed. The mm. New prophecy, Testament prophecy is Old Testament revealed. Pattern. So there when we you go. see the connection there, they're both got to be together to yes. get the whole picture. Yes. And, um, you know, I've, I've even did a lot of extensive research between the Septuagint and uh, the Masoretic texts. Oh, yeah. there's conflicts. There's, there's uh, you know... Um, you know things that don't agree with each other no you have to see it for what it is if there was an error in the septuagint jesus which is the bible that jesus would have used he would have pointed it out but he didn't have any problem with any of it what the problem is is one is by it's by perspective the masoretic texts were based after christ the mm. the the um septuagint, septuagint was before christ so there's two different ways of looking at the same things the separateness is why they have some people not properly educated, I guess, or not properly plugged into the Lord to see the connection of the two. They think there's these conflicts. The conflicts are not there. They're in total harmony. One of the perfect examples is where it says uh, in uh, Isaiah that uh, this would be a sign for Isaiah that a young woman would give birth. That was for him in that time and day because his wife gave birth and that was a sign to him. But there would be a replay or a rule of duplicity that same thing would happen later, which is what Matthew had quoted, that uh, the young woman was a virgin. Now, before in the Europe, in the Hebrew culture, a young woman was sufficient to say, because in the Hebrew culture, it was unheard of to have mm. a woman that was not a virgin if she wasn't married. Yes. Um, so that just went without saying. It was a cultural uh, just a, a cultural reality now afterwards they had to clarify it so that's why they said virgin because now that didn't mean anything anymore not after you know after we came into the picture i guess the church <laughs> so it had to they had to clarify that and that's the only reason why that it looks like a conflict no it's not a conflict it's before and after mm -hmm. so uh, it's just so many different dynamics and mechanics that are involved in the scriptures and you've got to have both of them in order to have any of it make sense you know for today i you know i told in my book 25 years ago i said the paperclip scientists were a trojan coming into this country um werner von braun was the equivalent of paul paul wow. when he converted from saul to be paul he went into very roman and greece empires that were the main persecutors of christians and turned them from from like an infiltration yeah he left and he went and that was his main job and he changed the whole roman empire he changed the whole uh greek greek philosophy 
Yes. Now, Werner von Braun is the equivalent, the same but opposite of Paul. Just like Helena Moblaski, I say, is the same but opposite of Moses. There's a pattern. Once you see the same but opposite, there's a pattern of all of these different things that are going on. So, um, And the Jewish people, they look at prophecy as pattern. Yes. Gentile look and, at it as, as fulfillment. So if we see something that is prophesied, we need to see fulfillment. And it's it's weird how the Jews exactly. look at things differently. And there was a pattern all through. If you simply go through your Bible expositionally and break it down verse by verse, you will learn that it's 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 you just can't take a verse and, and say, OK, this is what God meant. You have to read the content around it and all the way through the verse to actually, oh, OK, that's not what he meant. This is what he's really trying to say. It's it, God. You know, Jesus taught it's a narrow road. The devil teaches it's a wide road. Come yep. on down. You can get anybody in here. Be, so when you see the, the so when you see the crowd, you, when you see the crowd, don't follow. The follow crowd. Go, go, go in the narrow way because that's where there's safety. Question. Like right now with the vaccines, that uh, that that broaden road are flooded with people, and this other road is narrow and it's followed by not very many people right now, and it's like. 20, 25 years ago, I warned in my book, I said, the paperclip scientists that are coming into our country now and converting it from within, I said, the next two generations of their offspring are going to be fulfilling major uh, roles in our government. They're going to be mm. governors, they're going to be uh, senators, they're going to be representatives. Guess what? My, my, my wonderful governor, governess, governor, whatever you want to call her, the witch, oh, which is what we call her. Michigan. Um, you know, you know what her grandpa was? Nazi. Or a scientist? Gerhard Reich from uh, Nazi Germany, paperclip uh, scientist. Wow. And guess what she is today? You know, and you know, a there's governor. 32 of them. There's 32 of them right now, supposedly. It's a rumor. We'll find out very shortly. 32 oh, governors are under house arrest already for mm. crimes against the uh, United States. But soon it'll be revealed crimes against humanity. Mm. Um there's a bigger picture going on here. George Soros. He, George Soros was a prodigy child at 17 years old. He was an accountant for Hitler, for the Reich. So that in the, um, in the prisons, when the Jews were executed, they took all of their, you know, what they had actually took with them. They took all of that, including their teeth and just all kinds of crazy stuff. They took all of that, their assets. Then they did research and found if they owned property, if they owned land, businesses, they took everything. So he was the accountant who was who was doing this for the Third Reich. And at 17 years old, he was a lieutenant. Now, what he did was what we call, um, what would we call it? We would call that, um, uh, well, we would call it thievery. But I mean, what he was actually doing, he was in his own mind, he was going, okay, one for the theater, two for me. Five for the Fuhrer, ten for me. He was, <laughs> he was stockpiling. Oh, he was. We call that shaving money. off the top. Yeah, <laughs> that taking off the yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, so at the very end of the war, guess what? He bought IG Farben, the makers, oh. and manufacturers. Yes, wow. Of, he bought IG Farben, the makers of Zyklon B, and yes, then he purposely broke. He broke up the company into small companies, and one of them was Pfizer. And one of them was Mandura. Well, that's that. Yes. That sounds just like how how uh, how uh, Rockefeller did when they took his when they took his businesses monopoly away and they broke them into different. He made more money that way. 
he was like, you guys did me a favor. So, I'm making money hand over fist. I'm taking over the world um, right now. Jim. This guy, so, I didn't so, know that. Hold on. Soros is always saying, we need the new world order. Yeah, there was the United States versus Carl Crotch. Have you heard of that? Uh, it's like also known as the IG Farben trial. Um, yeah. There was like, I guess it was six of the 12 trials for war crimes. The U.S. authorities and held in, and that is in the occupation zone of Germany. Go study this. Look it up. It's on the Internet, bro. Oh, you're there's not, you're not, we're not trying to hide it from you. And oh, this here we go. Hold on, Jason. The, the, the Jason, hold on. Oil. The head okay. of Standard Oil was going to be prosecuted for providing uh, Continental Oil, German's version of uh, of the oil. Yeah. That uh, after the Pelosi airfields uh, destroyed the only oil that they were getting, um, Standard kept in there. And, and uh, at the end of the war, instead of him being uh, or you know sentenced for his collaboration with the enemy, he says, "You know what? You got this other new war starting up over here in Korea, and uh, you're going to need my oil." You have no mm. other chance. So not only are you not going to come against me, I want reparations for what you bombed in, in Germany. And so that was kind of like the ungodly compromises that, you know, began to happen. And, you know, I, it's like evil. IG Farben actually, they're the ones that actually manufactured the Zyklon B, B gas that committed the genocide on the that's European what, Jews. Yes. Is that what he said? I didn't. I didn't yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, and yeah, it's okay. Oh, okay. Zycon B. There you go. He broke up. He broke up IG Farben to make it unbelievable that anybody would think that they're all connected, but they are. <laughs> and then here's the other thing that's interesting too is that he started working with two young people that were college dorm um, friends. One was the name um, of uh, Fouché, and the other one was Bill Gates. Yep, I was just yes. going to say that. <laughs> there you go. You know, the unholy tr uh, trinity there, for, you know, <laughs> I mean, so if we're naive enough to believe that a flu virus created a pandemic and we've got, you know, this has been proven to be real. They can't debunk it. Uh, in 1978, Bill Gates is talking to field operatives for the CIA saying there's going to be a time in the future where we're going to use a COVID type uh, flu virus to create a pandemic. To eliminate Judeo-Christianity in America and to bring down the world's um, economies. Wow. Um, well, you know what? Hey, that's kind of prophetic, isn't the it? The Great Reset and also yeah. the the Corona. Yeah, for sure. And wow. They stopped going to churches. They stopped people from going to churches. They stopped people from communion, uh, community, like like just being with each other. They they got rid of the handshake. They got rid of the hugs. They got rid of like Dude, anybody talking. You got to understand. If you have a conversation about anything, they're going to record it and they're going to come to your house and knock on your door and be like, hey. You're Bro. Gonna have a problem with you. You're going to be a problem. Well, they're, they're, their time's up, man. I think, you know, in a matter of months, I'm not going to put play the dating game, but I think in a matter of months, things are going to be drastically reset, like Mark yeah. Taylor had, had been proclaiming. Mm. Um, and I haven't given up on any of that. And like I said, I do believe that... Uh, Excuse uh, me. The last... The first season of Loki is done. It's horrible. Disney is horrible. It, they, mm. it is just such a, I really, I, we did the podcast on Loki and I started telling warning everybody, if you watch this before you watch it, come against the spirit of fear. Yes. There is something attached and assigned to this movie that every time I watch it, I was grieved uh, oh. to no end. And I couldn't understand why. What? And then I realized, you know what, this has got an assignment to it. I mean, that's what Satan does. Yes. And, and it's on a subconscious level. So 
I come against the spirit of fear before I watch any of the episodes. When yes. I started doing that, now I can be a, a, an unemotional, undetached third person dissector. Dissector. You know, dissector. Yes, exactly. Without having that grieving, uh, just creepy feeling afterwards. I mean, it was creeping me out. I even told uh, my ministry partner, Eric, I said, Eric, I, you know, I don't even want to do these anymore. You know, I've wow. seen enough. It's horrible. But yet we have we had to to see where this was actually going for and sure it's going is my god we're going to have sympathy for the devil he was just a poor victim he's really trying to be the liberator i mean this is where yeah he's what's being subtly said what they try to like a wand wanda vision it was another one horrible um they redefine you know i'm an old guy i'm going to be 70 next week um mm. yeah how well, did that happen i feel like i'm 33 i was july 11th my brother's well, july 27th in your 40s we no lie seriously well thank you man no i'm uh i'm gonna be 70 all right well i my youngest son turned 40 so happy birthday to you next week (laughs) thank you i'll be 40 next week buddy yeah i was july 11th my brother was july 27th so that's interesting the same way you do jim now that i now that i watch these uh i'm sorry pastor jim now that i watch the the before i'm like oh man this is good this is such a good movie now i'm like okay let's see what they got for us today so I watched this. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Onward. It's about ma- it's, it's about magic, all this stuff. But in there, there's a scene where the police officer says to the guy, he goes, and she's a woman. She says, he goes, oh, you know, you know how raising kids is kind of crazy. She goes, oh yeah, me and my girlfriend. Yeah. He has a kid, and we and and she's a cyclops. And it's like I caught that. I was like, they just pushed having a a homosexual relationship on a cartoon the, on a cartoon which i don't want my kid having to 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 make an adult decision at a four years old five years old to be like hey i got i gotta accept this person as they are that's you're you're there's only there's i don't i don't i don't get it i don't understand it but after i like started doing studies yes children's minds are so the subconscious kicks on after about 10 15 minutes of, of television anything youtube anything and now the, any even flash a penis you could flash uh, the, a word like like kill or murder or sex or whatever, and and it might not get my daughter or it might not get my son, but little Timmy up the street sees those, and now he's doing weird things. You know, he's 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 acting kind of different. He's uh, right. he's torturing animals, and he, you know, and now bam, that kid's a serial killer, or now he's 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 molesting kids at at a, at an age, because at a young age he was flashed these these pictures, or maybe he came across a Playboy that his dad had. Boom, right there, dude. Now he's. Now he's addicted to pornography and now well, he's moving on into a different thing. On the Disney yeah. channel, they have, they have a gay pride month uh-huh. uh, program and it's all about gay children. Wow. And it's promoting gay, uh, gay activity in a teenage life. Not only that, you know, that sex outside of marriage is immoral, but now, Hey, it's, it's okay. You know, <laughs> here's, here's these kids and you know, they're, you know, I tie the Nickelodeon. I tie oh, Nickelodeon with the God. Nickelodeons. Yeah. That's what I say. I say, if you see the name and you read it, it sounds exactly the same. And all they were were sex with kids, yep. uh, murdering kids. And there's a show on there on Nickelodeon that has, uh, that has men with dressing as women and women dressing as men. The grandparents dresses dressed opposite. The parents dress opposite. The woman dresses in a man's outfit and she's the leader of the house. She comes home and tells the husband what to do. And they're flipping the role and, and, and just flipping the role like that because the parents are out work and the kids at home watching TV. There was a Netflix series, uh, Stranger Things. Does the yes, same thing. I remember that. 
Yes. Yep. So yeah, there's we we did a uh, we actually did a show on Disney and Nickelodeon. It was pretty interesting where we were going into like the pedophilia and all the magical spells Nike. and Nike. all these different. Uh, yeah. Defeat of people. That's oh God, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And people. Yeah, it's sick. And, and I'm looking at this. And I'm like, wow, man. Uh, um, basketball players. You know, Michael Jordan is selling more shoes in 2030 or 2021 than he did 30 years ago. He's selling more than LeBron. He's selling more than anybody. He hasn't played right. basketball in 30 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, like how? Like, and 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 in, in the Bible, if you if you shoes were very important, like are very uh, talked about a lot in the Bible. Your walk, you know, the when they were wandering uh, 40 years in the desert, they had these shoes that yep. did not wear out. You know, and 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 it's it's crazy how like rubber, like we're not supposed to be cloth and cotton and things made of trees. We're supposed to be cloth with things made of animal skin. So I feel like when we wear this stuff, like cotton mixed with uh, like you mixing these, th- I think it gets in your skin and it gives you skin cancer, not the sun. I think when you're wearing this stuff and it leaks onto your body, you sweat, you're absorbing cotton. Well, and, and- you got to understand, bro. We're not supposed to be cloth with this. God did well, not also- this. Also, dude, the fragrance, Jason, also the fragrances that are in the laundry detergent, um, the soap that you use, all that stuff has has carcinogens in it, bro. So the thing that God gave you to live and it it, it gives you life is killing you. Yeah, that's a lie. All the Levitical, all these crazy Levitical laws that, you know, I used to shake my head and go, you know, it's just kind of weird. Uh, It does have a medical impact. And we're seeing seeing more and more of that. these things even when for the, our even own protection. When, even when somebody gets sick in the camp in, 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 in Leviticus, they when they had leprosy, they would separate that person to stop the, the, the flow of the plague and move them out of camp. And they're doing the same thing they did in the Bible they do today with, 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 with sicknesses. When somebody gets sick, you quarantine them away. In the Bible, it tells you what to do when you have a problem with that. It'll tell you what to do when you have a problem with this. People just go through and like, you know what? That's what it says, but I'm going to make it better. I'll make it better. You need to take this drug and if take this and this and get you hooked on that. It'll it'll get rid of your it'll get rid of your asthma, but it's gonna give you palpitations. You're probably gonna die from this, and and you're taking it willingly and you're just doing it and just doing it and just doing it and just because it's it's the way you're supposed to be. I'm supposed to go to the doctor. The doctor's supposed to take care of me. Now the doctor's like, here, pump yourself full of this 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 little this this vaccine because if you do it and I hit about a hundred thousand vaccines, I'm gonna get a million dollar bonus. So please take this. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess I'll help out my doctor. He's cool. And then two weeks later, you have Bell's palsy or you you have a fever so high you die or and your yeah. body just reacts to it differently. And you, dude, I don't think that there's thousands of deaths from this. I think there might be millions of people dying from this and they don't not tell them about it. Because oh, I know you're talking I'll, about the, there's an the, uproar the about just say, the, just say the jab the instead of the other way because we're going to be on YouTube. But anyways, well, I know, uh... but, but what I'm going <laughs> to say is that, okay, in France, you're already getting this thing that says you cannot buy, sell, go out, do anything. If you read the Bible, in Revelations, there is a verse that says the exact same thing, almost word for word. And it, and Bill Gates even said it before, the, like in the middle of the pandemic. Once we get this going, you will not be able to buy, sell, okay. or do anything. Go to the store so, without this mark. I was going to ask Jim about that. It says the unvaccinated will bear the brunt of the restrictions rather than everyone. From the beginning of August, the Vax Pass will be needed for coffee shops, restaurants, supermarkets, hospitals, trains, buses, etc. That's in France. It'll be on your right hand or it'll be maybe on your forehead because it's easy to – like when you take your temperature, it's easy to scan it. It's, it's so, easy to scan so, Jim – 
So Jim, uh, I was going to ask you, uh, some people are like, would probably, if, if I had like a questions and answer for you, they probably ask me, ask this question. Cause I, I try to ask all the pastors this. Um, I know it's, I don't believe it is, but I think it's like a precursor to, but do you believe that, yes. uh, they're trying to make it like the mark of the beast or what do you, how do you Absolutely. feel? Absolutely. It's a precursor to have us, uh, accept the mark. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if you know this or not in India and in, um, uh, Switzerland, uh-huh. Switzerland, yeah, Switzerland, Switzerland, and India are already on a cashless society. Oh, they're already using. They're already so using China. Uh, a chip. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and so, and hey, look, this is an advantage. Look at how easy everything is now. This yes. is a great thing. It's, we don't have to be afraid of that. It's and not that mark. Of a know, regular just, wallet. You're that was silly superstitions. You know. That's, yeah. You know, you you just guys are just uneducated. You don't understand. This is the new way. This is the way to do it. So they're making it popular. And then just like with the um, with the uh, vaccines, now they're having, oh, we don't have enough of supply. But you know what? We're, we got a lottery. You might have a chance to get it. <laughs> so they're getting people all excited. Oh, boy, look at I got my. Yeah. yeah. Tell me how the those building... robots mess up your body five years from now. OK. Yeah. You know they're I mean? building you urgency. Magnet, you can put a magnet on, on <laughs> where you're vaccinated and it stays. Not, yeah. You know, and I. I tested it, it not on me, but I tested on somebody that did. I said, yeah, well, how come this happens? I put that magnet on it. It didn't go off. Did it really stick? Yeah. 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 Let me I tell you, some... I don't, I have a metallurgical, metallurgical background. So I understand, you know, some things. Now, they're, they're telling you they're now I know that, that, um, there's things I, I got a video on the, the, um, Detroit Stargate at Hart Plaza. And these artworks are done in a way that the metal is on a molecular level bonded with each other. So it's not just a coating. It's a very expensive process where the, the titanium is bonding with the aluminum and they come literally one with each other. Mm. So you're making an artwork. Why are you going to the tremendous amount of expense of creating because it's a capacitor? It is a part of a technology to create a real stargate uh-huh. and my the whole article I, I show each step in each edifice that's up there how it's actually an egyptian temple it's i think mockery, Nebuchadnezzar was real. onto this stuff i feel like that like oh yeah Bible, I, I he was onto yeah. that yeah he understood he understood you know the tower wasn't a climbing tower to pull god down from the heavens it was containing the information that was known before the flood and he was putting mm. it all back together to try to recreate so the dialogue there says um, uh, this that they begin to do now, anything is open to them that's mm. imaginable. So God says, "No, I'm not. You know, it's not time yet. This isn't going to happen." So He dispersed everything, um, divided the nations, and and you know, with Pangea separating everything continentally, yeah. and they even had a contingency plan. They said that um, they would make memorials that would suggest or or hint at the skyward you know signs in the skies like an obelisk <clears throat> yeah well and and so what they would do is they would record this and so each one that would be separated in different continents or other places would have a piece to the puzzle and bring it all back together again mm. there was one person who had the ss Anunab, which actually started piecing all the pieces back together this uh, is how they got the technology that they got was by yeah. putting all these puzzle pieces together at the Wellisburg uh, Castle under Himmler, and they discovered the occult-based believed ideas of technology that it produced 
you know, real results. So that's why you have stories through history of the star people coming down and teaching them about fire, teaching them about weaponry and, and, and teaching them well, about how to and the, like and the thing that's the right? thing that's funny is that if they were building a climbing program to pull God down, why did they do it in the valley? Mm-hmm. They were only a few miles away from the highest mountain in that whole regional area. If you're going to yeah. do that, you're going to put it on top of a mountain. You're not going to put it in a valley. Especially a mountain God visits a lot. Yeah, so. It's a totally mm-hmm. illogical. Now, the other thing that's interesting, every culture, every race, every place has a belief that there was a time when there was a council of nine. Even, you know, and I reflected in all of our um, sci-fi uh, episode yeah, nine realms yeah. deep space nine nine you know there's <clears throat> nine um uh nine leaders or rulers that's that are in government of mm. of nine different sections of the universe wasn't in lord uh, of the rings the nine kings were, were they, were they the always, nine? yes always nine it re- it's reflected in every kind of movie it's reflected in everything i find it interesting though that i'm a big fan of uh stargate the, the tv series well uh, the, movie was, the movie was awesome i thought it was really well cool. the the tv episodes are even more awesome i feel sometimes i've almost gone to church by watching some of these episodes because hmm. they have two two things that are in common they never leave the one they never leave anyone behind i i, I was in the army by i was in special forces so that was almost a model we don't leave for anybody sure. behind there was a strategic reason for that too every single too yeah all in all, in all but, the army, it's never leave a soldier yeah. behind for sure. Awesome. But. Never, never leave right anyone behind. Yes. They have the right to go and, home. And so, hey, we're coming up on, I'm just letting you guys know, a 10-minute warning. So once we hit the 7 okay. o'clock our time. Right. I want to I cover this one part. Now, I find it interesting that out of all the sci-fi movies, they all deify these nine. Mm. You know what Stargate? You know what Stargate in 10 years episodes, you know what they did? They sought out the nine and killed them. <laughs> wow. They killed them. These nine were not gods. They were false gods, pretending to be gods. And so they had this rebellion, and they actually sought out, and these people had far superior uh, weaponry and everything. But we had a determination, you know, the, the, I mean, the, the Tari, the people of Earth, being mm. the origins of where all of this spread out into, you know, the whole universe. And they used a Stargate to, you know, to travel. But... Um, their whole purpose was to seek out these gaold and kill them. And mm. so they end up killing all nine system lords and they wiped them all out. Um, there was other enemies. There's the replicants, which are metallic things. And this is where with the, with the, the most dangerous part of what I was saying before about the metal bonding, um, they're telling us with the vaccine that, that, okay, yeah, there is nanobots in there and, and, they are there only temporarily and then they just dissolve away into your blood system and they're gone. So they're just there for temporary. No, you know what, what they're doing in the same molecular level is that these things are integrating and hiding into human tissue Hmm. and organic tissue. So now they look like you could do an MRI or a CAT scan and they're not going to show up. Why? Because they got like a covering of organic material around them. Hmm. They're still there. And the thing is, these are, these are um, metallic entities that are have artificial intelligence that are self-learning. If they're self-learning, that means you can learn, adapt, and adjust, and you can also be programmed. 
programmed by a trigger. This is where the MK Ultra stuff comes in. Well, my buddy just said that he goes, I'm afraid they're going to flip a switch and these people are going to turn the weird. You got it. You got it exactly right. And this is the biggest danger. Now, as a Christian, if we're ignorantly taking this, we didn't read and we didn't reject the God of the Bible to do mm -hmm. it. There's still deliverance. Isaiah 14 chapter says that, you know, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Yeah. And then nobody reads the second part. And this is the, the, uh, it says no weapon shall be, pros uh, shall prosper. And these are the um, inheritance of those that put their trust in him. Hmm. So this is for everyone all times under any condition. I like that. I so like the end of that. That's our safety. You know, that's, that's why that's... I haven't got the virus. I haven't got sick at all. Like from, from that, from this virus. I have not. Well, can I, can I fest, confess something to you guys? This is going to sound really crazy. Yes. I'm one that believes that you got to practice what you preach. Yes. And I'm willing to put my life on the line to prove it. So, you know, um, when uh, Fauche said that uh, we should probably wear gloves when we go to, uh, to, State, uh, yeah, the, the grocery store, a big box store, or go to a yeah, a big box store, <laughs> or go to uh, a gas pump. The gas pumps are yes. so you know this is the the most likely place where you're going to pick up the COVID nineteen. So, um, what I did was I had a camera crew with me. I went across the street. Uh, now I live on a six lane highway that goes right into downtown Detroit. I'm so just outside of it. So there's a gas station right across the street. And so at rush hour traffic, I went over there with a film crew and I said, now I might get sick, but I am not going to die. And I'm hoping that I don't get sick, but I'm going to prove to all of you right now, I'm going to put my mouth where my money is. And I went and I took the pump. Now I'm kind of germaphobic. So this was really hard for me to do. Yeah. I, I took the pump and I looked from the bottom of the handle right up to the top like that. And then Jeez. on the trigger, I did a little swirly <laughs> around the trigger. I said, now I might get sick, but I am not going to die. I am almost 70 years old. I've got five immune compromises to my life. And so what I just did should kill me, but I will not die. I have things to do that God hasn't, that I haven't done yet. And I know I'm going to live to see the day to do them. Hmm. So this is my proof to all of you. This is just a stupid flu and you're being deceived. So you know what happened? I got the worst case of COVID-19 that a person could ever get. I was sick as a dog, wow. but I lived. There was no way, no reason that I should still be alive. Not wow. with, you know, with everything that I had going. Now I didn't yeah. go call up the doctor or go to a doctor. Heck no, man. They're going to put me on a respirator and then I am dead because my yes. free will is disabled to be able to fight this thing. I had no fear my trust was put in the Lord. I got through it and I survived. Mm. When, I, when I came out of it with everybody in my church and everything, I let them know what was going on. I waited double the amount of time before yeah. I would even be, uh, you know, around anyone. And, uh, and so it worked. Yeah. Put my money where my mouth was. So I got I'm, sick. And if, you know, some people God say, is oh, great. You, were tempting God and, you were tempting God and you shouldn't have done it. No, I was listening to God. He told me to do this. And mm -hmm. I trusted you know him what? every step of the it's way. Like you held him to his word. Yes. Exactly. God likes it when you do that. Because yep. then you give him praise after. And he's like, okay. Well, it, it's, and it's I'm giving him praise right now. Thank you, Lord. And, and hopefully other people will see the only enemy in this is fear. If yes. you go into the whole idea, oh, I hope I can make it. Maybe I'll make it. You know, no, the spirit of fear is coming over you. Faith you over fear. According to God's word, you can make it. You will see yourself through. Mm -hmm. And 
I'll probably be doing more stupid things like that because you know what? I got total trust and faith in the Lord. If I'm I die, sure I already said that. Hey, absent from the body, present of the Lord. And, and for we're sure. in a win-win situation, man. I go home. Amen. Sorry, man. If I die, hey, be sad a little <laughs> bit, cool. But you know what? Know that I'm at a better place than any of you guys. You guys. <laughs> if I, my alter ego is Alfred E. Newman from Mad Magazine. You remember him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Me worry? <laughs> I have nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about. I'm Amen. in a win-win situation. Yeah. And I already look at my life now and, and where God has placed me, uh, the right time and the right place. Sometimes I'm even gone off in the wrong direction. And the Lord has a way of showing me exactly what he wants to show me. Um, yeah. You know, the day I lived in Roswell, New Mexico for four years. Um, it happened to be right at the time when the first border disputes were going on between Texas and, and uh, uh, New Mexico and, and Mexico. And um, I got to see firsthand what was really going on. Um just so many different things like that. I was, I went tropping through the uh, Sonora Desert based on uh, my friend Mark, uh, Dave Flynn's book. We actually used it as a manual to go and we were looking for an underground um, uh, genetics lab. We wow. got close to it. We got close to it and we even got verification from the guy that was going to be our guide. We ended up finding out he was in the witness protection plan and working for the government. Wow. <laughs> so, That's uh, crazy. And, didn't go where we wanted to go, but we know we were within 50 miles radius of it. So we planted a marker there, uh, made that marker stand in the gap and declare, you know, uh, everything nullified in God's time that, you know, that now we're staking a claim. This is what's happening. This is what's going on within a 50 mile perimeter. It's right down below us, but it's going to come to an end someday. So hmm. we had the GPS location. We put the uh, flag on it and everything. And, Believe it or not, a guy from uh, the Netherlands heard this and funded the entire operation. I mean, wow. four thousand dollars says here, go and go and make this a reality. So That's crazy. And he's been a major financial supporter for me for you know for all this time. So wow. yeah, I do crazy things like that. I went down to Stevensville when the Stevensville lights thing was going on. Found out that people were seeing the diglaca, but nobody was saying anything about it. Mm. Found out. Um, found the diglaca is cover up. Is that the Nazi uh, UFOs that you're talking about? The, the, the Nazi the Daiglaka? No, the, uh, the Hanabu. The Hanabu, the Hanabu was a saucer that they had made. Uh -huh. It only, it, it would have, it only the, how do we put it? The, the mercury-based um, accelerator only mm. went in one direction. The bell went in two directions so that uh. it not only created a bubble uh, separating it from space-time, it opened up a portal to go through that bubble uh. into another of another time it was a time traveling wow. machine and it worked wow. that's um, interesting three of them escaped nazi germany uh jim mars a secular uh researcher and i had a, a lot of high respect for him because he has done some real good uh, mm -hmm. research he was in my store when i lived in roswell mexico i had a little uh store museum kind of like what i have now but the one i have now is like on steroids compared to what i had back then <laughs> and uh he came into the store and he was excited, you know, to see the Nazi connection and everything because he had been making that same connection from a secular way. And um, so we talked for about three hours and then he invited, he says, I'm going to come back into town and we'll get together and maybe we can do some stuff together. Well, when I had mentioned that I was an ordained minister, all of a sudden his face changed and everything. He had gotten some bad information that we were part of a Collins elite and that we were trying to uh, just cover up the... Do, yeah, do bad things to make it yeah. good. And I said, well, you know, that would never happen. But I, he didn't understand. He was 
more or less afraid of me and any kind of connections to that. Yeah. That caused me to start studying the Collins elite. What the heck is this? I, I've been doing this longer than most people have. So why didn't they ever connect or contact me? I seems yeah. like I would be a threat or at least, you know, they'd want to see where I was at with all of this. Yeah. I was never, you know, it's, it's, it's all bogus. It's all makeup, you know, to uh, counter the biblical perspective. Yes. But, uh, Unfortunately, he passed away. I was hoping I could eventually get a hold of him, you know, sometime mm. to talk to him. Yeah. And uh, it never got a chance to happen. But mm. uh, he was he was a good man. But he he was big on um, the whole Nazi connection with UFO technology and everything. He really had a good understanding of it. Uh, he didn't have the hope that I had because he didn't understand the biblical perspective of it. But yeah. when I went down to Stevensville, Texas, everybody had seen there were many people that saw the Diglaca, and they were covering it all up um ufo oh there was a big popular show back then they were there mufon was there i was a member of mufon for 10 years maybe unsolved uh, mysteries investigator yeah <laughs> unsolved, well kind of like unsolved mysteries but it was the ufo hunters that's the name of okay the, oh okay i remember that yeah yeah now okay. they were down there nobody mentioned anything about the diglaca wow but i got uh, but i had a friend who had a he was a pastor down there in a church he introduced me to a lot of the people that saw the Diglaca, so I was able to interview them, get firsthand account and everything. Wow. Come to find out later on, guess what's under Stevensville, Texas, right in, in that area, in Hockney, Texas, just shortly next door. Um, there's a collider, a particle collider. Oh, wow. So, I mean, you know, all these connections, God has just <laughs> put me in the right place at the right time to, to be aware of all of these things. We've got about seven colliders in the world now. Yes, China is working on it. We did a CERN one. episode. We did it. We yeah. did a CERN episode, and we we got we went through all that. So, but guys, we're Dude, we're China just right we're, we're right here. Ever we're right here at an hour and a half. So, uh, we're 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 going to complete the the podcast. Um, Jim, if we could have you on in a couple months, if that's okay with you, we'll we'll lock down a subject and we'll knock it out. You know, I think this this is a great thing. So let me just uh, end this in prayer. Um, Father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for giving us the airwaves. Thank you for giving us a clear connection. Definitely, Lord, that we could talk and, and bring in uh, Pastor Jim on our show with uh, his plethora of knowledge. And Lord, uh, if you could, please, uh, uh, he, was, he was mentioning some of uh, um, some of his um, you know issues health-wise. Lord, if you could please keep uh, Jim, Pastor Jim safe. I know he has a ton of different things to do, and he's living in faith. So Lord, we just want to say thank you so much. We appreciate everything you do for us. Um, we want to pray for the families of that condo that collapsed. If you could please, uh, you know, put your healing hand on them. Um, and, and we just want to let you know, Lord, thank you so much for everything. And, uh, and in Jesus name, amen. All right, guys. Amen. Well, thank you so much for uh, coming on pastor Jim. I appreciate it, Jason. Thank you. And I know it's early. So, uh, try to get some rest. <laughs> I'm going to go work right now. All right. God bless well, you. Thanks for having me guys. Thank, thank you, you so thank much you so guys. Much All right. Love you guys. Thank you. All right.